Tonight's episode of the Barrel Brothers Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So we are we are getting chickens, dog. Yeah, you, you mentioned something the last couple of weeks about chickens and a coop, and is it really happening? It is for sure happening. So there were there were some things that I had to um, concede on. Okay. The chicken coop has to pass my wife's instructions, I suppose, or her her view. Everything she looks at when I build things is through the through the Pinterest lens. Oh so, boy. <laughs> yeah, which I agreed to. I had to concede on that because that's a big selling point. And I agree. I don't think she wants to watch out or walk out the house and look at some shack that I made out of spent pallets. So I understand she wants it to look nice. We live in a neighborhood. I get that. Whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then I went to, I took a trip over to Tractor Supply just to see if they had any chickens in, in stock. Mm-hmm. They had They had two huge containers of them. And I was looking and they didn't have the ones that I was looking. I was looking at Rhode Island Reds because they mm-hmm. lay they lay pretty good eggs. I was looking for them. They didn't have them, but they had what's called a silky and it's a fluffy It's literally a fluffy chicken. Like the feathers are real fluffy and mm-hmm. Samantha, that's another concession I had to make. She wants a fluffy chicken. So one of the six chickens that I get has to be a fluffy chicken. Now, does this fluffy chicken provide eggs or okay so it, it does all right i mean that's yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a win so but, yeah the, uh, the, the goal here is to so many get, questions <laughs> <laughs> the goal here is to get chickens to produce eggs mm-hmm. that's the number one goal because county ordinance you're not allowed to butcher them again i don't know what i don't know how they would know i'd be doing it in the in the, in the middle of the night but um the goal is for the X, all right? The second goal is for Scarlett to have a sort of a learning experience. Okay. Like nature, chickens, she learns responsibility. She learns going out. You know, of course, she's not of age to do that right now. But when she gets older, she can start to learn how to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, responsibility, learn about keeping care of animals and that kind of stuff. Plus, I want chickens. Okay. So it's a win for me. Yeah, sounds like I have to have a super frou-frou-y chicken coop. So what happens if Edie gets a hold of the chickens? And I guess we had dinner for that night. Whiskey drinkers, my name is David Parker, and with me, as always, is my co-host and friend Brian Athey, and we are the Barrel Brothers. To our listeners, young and old, we want to thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. 
Tonight is our third episode of the April Unicorn Bottle Series, and we tonight are reviewing Blanton's Gold Edition. Brian, how the hell are you, brother? Good, man. I, I, before we jump too far into this, uh, I, I have to thank you for your generosity, because not only um, did you share one sample bottle of this with me this evening, I have two sample bottles of this. So thank you. Dude, it's too, it's too good to not have another pour of it. Like you get done with your first pour and you're like, man, I wish I had more. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking ahead. I was thinking ahead. You know, you were, you were definitely, definitely. Well, as we started, as we started getting samples from people that are sending into us, mm -hmm. I'll finish it. And I'm like, man, I really wish I could have some more of that. Cause usually the samples are things that we haven't had or can't get in our area for some reason. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think Speaking of that. I think so Double too. Snake. But but speaking of not being able to get uh, your hands on things, should we share the story of how you uh, acquired this bottle of Blanton's Gold? I think we mentioned it before. I won this in the Virginia ABC lottery. So I think it wasn't this. It wasn't this most recent one. It was the one before that. Back I think in it was February. A, yeah, a couple months ago. And. Um, my my name got drawn, lucky number David, right? So I uh, went and uh, picked up this bottle of Blanton. It looks like a grenade. I, I know I love it. All Blanton's bottles look like grenades, but I think it's the coolest. Yeah. A shiny gold label, the gold horse on top. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. a pretty bottle. Strike. What label? What label is or uh, what label? What letter is on your uh, horseman? A. Album. Okay. Which I think I already have an A. I think I have a an A, an S, and a B, maybe. Um, so can you, I mean, we usually talk about bottle shape and this and the other. Can you explain a little bit about what's on the label of the gold, of uh, Blanton's gold? So the label itself is actually pretty small. Mm -hmm. It just says Blanton's gold edition. It's really small. Um on the back, it gives some government warnings, but what's cool about the bottle is it's all written. It's all printed right on the bottle. So there's no actual label mm -hmm. say, and this specific bottle is uh, number 61 from barrel 340 in warehouse H uh, dumped on June 22nd of 2020. Cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty, pretty recent bottle. Yeah. I just, your, your positivity paid off. I mean, you always, that's one thing I'm working on is I'm such a negative Nancy when it comes to these lotteries. I'm like, to who with this and why I'm not even going to do it. And you're like, positivity oh, podcast. Yes. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I'll put my name in. What do I have to lose? And you're like, you're not going to guess what happened. <laughs> Took me a while to believe that it actually happened, but now it's, that's so awesome. You would think uh, like it kind of hit me weird. I would say. Like I saw the email and I was like, oh, wow, I won. Huh, would you look at that? And then it hit me. I was like, oh my God, I actually won. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it kind of, I was, it kind of was like an awe for a second. Yep. And then I called you and you were like, you didn't win, you liar. I was like, there's no way that happened. Cause how many entries? 20 some thousand. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a hell of a lot of them. But it, yeah, anyway. Um, so usually at this part of the program, we go into a little bit of the history of the distillery and whatnot, but I, I think we've pretty well covered 
program? Who are you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who are you? I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this bottle, this, uh, the gold edition is 103.5 proof. So it's yeah. a little North of a hundred non-age dated, just like all the Blantons are. Of course, made from made by um, Blanton's Distillery, owned by Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is owned by Sazerac. Mm-hmm. Big conglomerate. Um, I mean, it's iconic bottle shape. Yep. You see it on the shelf. Well, we normally don't see it on the <laughs> shelf, but right. if you're if you're in a part of the country where you can actually see it on the shelf, you know what it is. There's yeah, that question. for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, golden. I mean, um, Blanton, the regular Blantons, made by, it is named after Colonel Albert Blanton. Right. He created uh, his very special and limited supply of bourbon, handpicked and stored in what is now known as the famous Warehouse H. So he mm-hmm. had he had his honey barrels. And Blanton's is known as the um, the original single barrel bourbon. Every every bourbon that we drink, that we try, all the good stuff, the big names, they all have their thing, right? Usually, mm-hmm. it's, it's the first in something. Blends is known as the first single barrel. I don't know if that's officially or unofficially, but um, yeah. So the gold edition um, was created actually in 1984 by Elmer T. Lee, named after Colonel Blanton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elmer recalled how Colonel Blanton would sometimes handpick a honey barrel, which is what I just talked about, from the center of the warehouse H to enjoy with others. That's straight from Buffalo Trace Distillery's website. Mm-hmm. Um, Blanton's gold is actually a lot more elusive than regular Blanton's, if you can believe that. <laughs> right? <clears throat> Jim Murray Whiskey Bible called it one of the best Blantons in years. This is a true gold standard. I think it's extremely good. I think it honestly is a lot is a lot better than regular Blantons. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this one is a little bit higher priced um, than the standard single barrel. Uh, I think by what, 15, 20? No, actually, this is in the $130 range, right? Yeah. For us in Virginia? It's a good bit above the regular. It is a good bit. For some reason, I thought it was like in the $80, $90 range. But um, yeah, I don't, it's it's pretty damn delicious. But $130, that uh, that for me could not be a regular sipper, even if we did have access to it regularly. Um, You know, we've said before on previous episodes that Plains is okay. There are plenty of other um, bourbons and whiskeys that kind of run it off the table, especially at the price point. So, <coughs> excuse me. I, yeah, I don't know if this was in the seventy to one hundred dollar range, it might be worth investigating. But the fact that right now we are in such a frenzy, and by we, I just mean the bourbon and whiskey communities in general um, over Blantons. Uh, it's it's just absolutely insane. And I think we've talked about it before. When you were up in DC visiting your brother, there was a, a private store that had it for sale for a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. I felt like one grand. Wow. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. That's like 10 or 15, you know, 
even or just as awesome bottles of bourbon <laughs> for that much. Yeah, I don't think um, I definitely don't definitely don't think it's worth one hundred thirty dollars. I think the regular Blantons would be fairly priced between forty and forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the gold edition, I think, would be priced fairly between sixty-five and seventy. And I think my absolute cap, if I were to purchase it again, since I've already had it, eighty-five. Yeah, for sure. Like I, yeah, but I don't see me spending over hundred bucks again for this bottle. No, and the secondary markets are just off the wall price wise 250 350 it's, it's just not worth it to me it's you know it's it's not no i i completely agree do you um on you're big on the secondary market right I mean, well, I pay you're, attention you're bigger, to bigger than I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in it looking at stuff every day. I'm not necessarily purchasing, but yeah. Why? Do you know anything about Parker's Heritage? I've seen it floating around. It's not super astronomically high, but again, I, I don't know enough about it, especially what a retail bottle goes for, like which whichever expression you're talking about. But yeah. um, what 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 brings that up? So. I didn't really know. I've seen, I've seen the two, you know, sometimes people post a picture of Parker's heritage bottle every now and then, but mm-hmm. I really didn't know anything about it. Um, but I saw the whiskey advocate, they had a, uh, an article about it. Parker's heritage collection made by heaven Hill distillery is mm-hmm. a series created by Parker beam in 2007, highlighting well-aged bourbons, rye, malts, uh, wheat whiskeys, single cast releases, innovative cask finishes, and um, you know the flavor impact of heavily charred barrels. So, on their article, Whiskey Advocate released their rankings of the Parker Heritage Collection based on their hammer price. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a money guy, right? I didn't know what hammer price meant, <laughs> so I literally had to Google what does hammer price mean. For those of you guys on the podcast listening to this right now, hammer price means um, it's the it's the term for for I guess the winning bid for an auction. Is that right? Yeah, final hammer strike. Okay, so, so going once, going twice, sold, bang. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what I had, what I had, what I had. So at there's, I mean, there were, I think there was like a bunch of them, but the number one Parker's heritage, 1996 cash strength straight bourbon, 61.3 ABV. It was auctioned off in 2007. First edition. It was $2,134. That's the hammer price. It's cheaper than a bottle of Pappy on the secondary market. (laughs) (laughs) But Parker beam, he's a, uh, he's a Jim beam line, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's in the blood. Yeah. So I'm. I just. I pulled the Heaven Hill Distillery page up. They don't ever give you prices on here. So it looks like they've got. Oh, so this is kind of sweet. They give you a photo representation of each of the five levels of char. Huh. On their website, it's actually kind of cool. So char level five is we kind of call it the alligator backstrap. Is yeah. what it looks like. And a lot of what we've been drinking is level three and level four char. So it kind of looks like a, 
larger pebble green leather belt. Okay. So it's just pretty sweet. It's a little off topic and down a rabbit hole. I think I know what you mean. Um, so they've got, like you said, heavy char bourbon, heavy char rice, uh, orange curacao finish. Not Isn't orange curacao like a mixer? I think it's like a, like, a, yeah, a liqueur, liqueur or something, or like, liqueur or something like that. Uh, they have an 11 year old single barrel, which is 122 proof. That might actually be worth checking out. And then a 24 um, year old bottled and bond. I can't even imagine what that goes for. If you have yeah, to there's ask a- for a price, Brian, you can't afford it. <laughs> what's, a, what's a ZJ? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd, so there's. I mean, I don't know if we'll go over it again. We have a we have a very special guest coming on here in a little bit. Someone that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's been in, in and around our family for man. I graduated high school. David, shut up! I graduated in high school in uh, 2004, so I've known Daniel since 2003. Somewhere You're in there. Old. <laughs> we have a really cool story about how we met each other too, but. Um, I just completely forgot where I was going with that. Ahaha, uh-huh. how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing that I wanted to mention, I think we talked about this earlier, but um, Hill Rock Estate Distillery, not to be confused with Rock Hill Estate Distillery. Um, Hill Rock Estate Distillery is is in upstate New York. I saw this today and it made me think of our friends, uh, John and Michelle Davenport over at Three Crosses. Mm-hmm. Hill Rock actually was the first distillery in the United States to use the Solera aging process when it comes to making bourbon or whiskey. I don't think you can call it a bourbon since it's Solera aged. Right. Um, but I was thinking, I had never heard of Solera aged when we talked to John and Michelle. So I was like, oh man, these are like pioneers in the Solera aging process. That's so cool. They weren't actually the originals. OG is, is, um, Hill Rock Distillery or Hill Rock Estate Distillery. Um, I know we covered with John and Michelle what that is. Um, but I thought that was kind of cool and maybe think about them because we picked up their barrel proof. Yep. I'm pumped about that. John and Michelle, if you're listening to this shout out, we're about to drink that barrel proof this weekend. I couldn't wait. I'm sorry. My bottle has been open. (laughs) My wife was, my wife was sweet enough to run it over to, uh, one of the ABC stores that it's um, that that barrel proof is available at and snag two bottles. And I'm surprised that there wasn't a bottle limit. I mean, Hannah walked in was like, yeah, I need this and this. Is there a bottle limit? And that experience, did you see my Instagram post the other day about that? Yeah. <laughs> about the look. So my wife is a night shift ER nurse and, you know, she catches up on her sleep between, you know, eight o'clock and, three o'clock in the eight o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, you know, our, our boy wasn't at daycare yesterday. So Hannah took him to the liquor store. <laughs> it was like four fifteen on a Monday and people were like, who is this woman in the middle of the day in the liquor store with a child? <laughs> but shout out to my wife. Thank you so much. Love you very much. If you take, this is just a PSA. If you take a child under the age of two into a liquor store, do not let that kid walk around by himself. Nope. Cause you'd be, your bill would be super expensive. <laughs> oh, 
I can't even to buy it. I can't even begin to imagine how expensive that would be. Yeah, well, especially hang on. Ours are still kind of little, so they'd just be pulling the plastic handles off the bottom shelf. <laughs> would be all right. <laughs> I don't know, dude. When I take Scarlet grocery shopping with me, she likes to pull things off the shelf and, and throw it into the buggy. Did you just call it a buggy? Yeah, I was about to say, are you a cart person or are you a buggy person? Uh, I think I've only ever said shopping cart. Shopping cart. I say buggy. I think I, I switch. Just like I say supper and dinner too. Yeah, that's I'm guilty of that. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Supper's ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dad, uh, that's a that's a redneck. I'll call him I'll call it like I see it. Southern kid. And when he says wash, it's wash. Mm-hmm. Windows. Water. I, I, oh yeah, water. I love it. <laughs> Good ball. <laughs> Where's but, your dad um, originally from? Virginia. Just oh, Southern yeah. Virginia. Yeah. So yeah, but his lineage is like uh, West Virginia backwoods and stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, I th- my uh, my brother-in-law got me and Sam, or Sam and I, grammar police over here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. Uh, he got us these um, Ancestry DNA kits. We haven't done it yet. Please don't put your DNA in the internet. I know. Well, please, I, I please think about do that. The federal government already has everything on me anyway, since I was in the military. That's true. Wait, I have a, when you went to basic, is there such a thing as saltpeter? Saltpeter, you're going to have to give me Like more. they put an additive in the food to suppress the male urges? Is uh, that a real thing? I don't know. That's I mean, a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I would hope not. But I, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of testosterone pent up for months. I know they put stuff in the food at dining halls for freshmen in college to make them shit. <laughs> that I, I did not know that. Confirmed. I didn't get to go away to school. Oh, that's right. Cause you, you were in college when you were going. <laughs> <laughs> Where N stands for knowledge. <laughs> Northern Virginia Community, Community College. College. <laughs> you can get the power. You can get the knowledge. Knowledge now. A man I, that needs no I, introduction I, coming to us from Nashville, Tennessee. How are you, man? Hello, hello. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm glad uh, we're able to do this. I know we've been talking about it for a little bit, and here we are. We're doing yeah, it. Here we are. So the voice that you just heard is the gentleman responsible for our uh, our website that's coming to you soon as well as our new logo design. So again, we can't thank you enough for that. Oh, no, no, my pleasure, man. It was cool. Any, any, uh, any way I can help. Um, I love doing that. It's a passion of mine alongside music. So, man, I had some free time and you're one of my best buds. And like I said, we've been, to, we've been a crew for uh, a long time. And so, yeah, yeah, anything I can do to help, man, I'm, uh, I'm willing to do and I'll go ahead and Venmo request you all after this. <laughs> you know the address. <laughs> but um, so tonight, uh, Daniel's joining us on um, as part of the Unicorn series because uh, this gentleman has quite quite a collection uh, of some things that I have never seen um, and have only ever seen the new versions or new labels of. Uh, and one of them that he actually was able to pick up 
um, on one of his many travels throughout the world. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm confident in that. You've been pretty much across the globe uh, traveling with music, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't been to, uh, I haven't been to like Central America or uh, any Asian uh, countries, but I mean, I've, I've covered a lot of ground uh, in 12 years, so very fortunate yeah. to do that. But yeah, I still, still got a little, little more to do. I've never been to America's hat. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to go to Canada last year uh, and then like weather kind of uh, yeah canceled that trip. But anyways, but yeah, I've, I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot of places and I've bought a lot of bourbon in those places. Yeah. And, and tonight um, you were actually able to secure a bottle while you were on tour in London. Um, so as we, you were mentioning earlier, uh, the gold label used to be an import from London, correct? To the U S. Uh, yeah. So an, an import, um, you know, to, well, an export to the European market. So an, an, gotcha. okay. an import to them. Uh, but from what, for, yeah, from what I understand, it was just kind of, um, an exclusive thing to Europe. Uh, I guess more specifically, uh, kind of like UK, I don't know if you can get it in like Germany and everything else like that. Uh, I should have done a little more research, but I know when I first went to London in 2018, that was my, that was like my goal. Like we landed there in the morning, checked into our hotel. Um, we had like a day to kind of let our bodies reset before our show the next day. And I just went out, um, bourbon hunting. So yeah, I, I was able to walk to about three or four different, uh, liquor stores and, and I found it at my first one. And then, um, I left it there cause I was just wanting to get prices. <laughs> so like, uh, I knew, I knew kind of like a rough, uh, rough price over there. Um, but yeah, I looked and I found it in, I think I found it in two of the four places I went and I went back to the original one at like a lower price in pounds. So I bought it and that's the bottle I'm drinking tonight. I cracked it open last year. Um, and I, I've had it like, again, like I said, I've had it since 2018. So I finally cracked it open last year. Uh, and I love it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of right in my wheelhouse when it comes to bourbons. I'm, I'm not really a, a huge rye dominant guy. Uh, I like the hundred proof area. Um, I like a lot of, uh, caramel honey esque, a uh, little tobacco. Uh, so yeah, so, so that, I mean, Buffalo trace, you know, kind of has my, um, kind of has my name when it comes to, uh, to, to bourbon, man. I, I love the, I love Bland's. I love Weller. Um, and that's kind of like, I don't think a cop out because I have, you know, 54 <laughs> bottles of bourbon. So, I mean, you know, I've, I've tried a lot of different, uh, distilleries and everything. And, and that's kind of what I gravitate to, but yeah, Bland's gold, man, was, was awesome. I wish I would have opened it sooner, but, um, now that it, it actually is in the States, man, it's probably one of these, like you guys saying, it's a unicorn. It's going to be probably impossible to get unless you know someone or you win the lottery, depending on what state you're in. Um, because that's just kind of how allocated stuff, especially Buffalo trace, man. Like you just can't, you can't walk into the store and get anything from that place. Um, how did you so, hold on? How did you hold on to that bottle for two years? Uh, because, well, so getting back uh, get like from the beginning of um kind of like my bourbon collecting drinking thing um i, I kind of reached a point in my musical career and like my musical endeavors where i got really comfortable and kind of plateaued uh and that wasn't 
I just, I needed like a different hobby, I guess, if you will. Uh, and so I, you know, I drank bourbon on the road and there was like a community and within country music of, of bourbon enthusiasts. And there's tons of Facebook groups and hangs, uh, before COVID, uh, whiskey nights and bourbon nights, uh, more specifically. And so when I started, um, I just had a lot of bottles and I knew that one was rare. Uh, and so I just wait, I, I waited, I guess I waited till a special occasion, but I don't even remember what special occasion that was, <laughs> but I don't have any unopened bottles. I don't think, uh, because bourbon's meant to be drank and shared. So hey, like, Ryan, I, did you hear that? Ah, oh, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but I, I mean, I like, I took this over to a buddy's house, I'm sure. And we cracked it open and, and like, I have, um, I have a couple other plantains I bought in Australia. They're special reserve and they're straight from the barrel that we kind of mm. had, like had like a little tasting. Yeah. But uh, going back to Blanton's gold, I, I just, you know, I knew it was kind of like a, a rare thing to have because then it was only in the UK market. Um, and I actually got it back in one piece. And so I was able to kind of have it and it was almost like a, it was a trophy. You know what I mean? A lot of people like that with Pappy or, you mm -hmm. know, like that, they don't open it. They kind of keep it on their shelf as, as more of an art piece. Uh, and then, you know, finally I was like, well, again, I'm, being a hypocrite here, bourbon's meant to be drank and shared. So I like, well, tonight's a better night as any. And I guess I just cracked it open again. I don't remember what occasion that was, or maybe it was just a Tuesday night. Who knows, man, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've shared it and I've drank it, but that's definitely one that I kind of keep in the back. Just like, Oh no, no, let's have some bullet. <laughs> Another fantastic product. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what's on the rider, man. That's a, that's a everyday going off the shelf. Great. But, um, Bullet ten. That's that's got a special place. I think you turned me onto the bullet products that's, too. That's so. a good one, man. Yeah, that, that's that's, yeah. that's a good one. That if you know you're just getting into drinking or you're not too sure, that's a great one to start. Just because the year, which is like again, kind of where I want to be, a ten year, hundred proof area, man. That that's that that's all me. That's yeah. up too. So it, it's kind of fitting that um, what you're on sharing with us tonight this is exactly in your warehouse in your wheelhouse. And as you were describing what you get on the nose and the taste, I mm -hmm. mean, that's, it's dead on um, citrus and tobacco and vanilla and honey and caramel yeah. and all those super rich bourbon flavors. Yeah, I don't like a lot of like peppery stuff. I don't like a lot of, um, uh, I'm trying to just think of other flavors that kind of turn me off. I'm not, I'm not a high proof guy either. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I have a lot of high proof. I have my, I think my, bookers is like 128 or something like that I mean, mm -hmm. no i mean <laughs> and then you got the old forester the um the 1920 prohibition era one that one's you know i think what 120 i think 115 yeah. yeah so that's even kind of pushed a little too a little too spacey uh, <laughs> for me but everything else man i'm 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 all for so yeah digressing away away from your question man um I held on to this bottle, I guess, just because it was kind of, uh, you know, it was rare and it still is rare. Um, but I got into bourbon hunting, collecting, drinking, um, probably around 2017, just because I, I needed kind of another, you know, hobby, I guess, rather than music being, you know, my job and graphic design, uh, kind of being a job too. Um, you know, just free freelancing both really. And so the bourbon hunting was cool. You know, uh, it just, you, you learn about drops and you start reading about it and you start meeting the other people in the community and being in Nashville, Tennessee, middle Tennessee. I mean, we're, you know, we're so close to, to bourbon country and 
the culture here is just as rich, um, you know, to celebrate it and just to have the enthusiasts behind it. And again, in country music and touring, you just, you, you figure out who gets what on the road and, you know, and like, then you're like really surprised of how these people pull getting this stuff off. But, uh, when you're at certain levels, you can get certain things, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I've held on to this and then, you know, I, I, I'm really careful with it because it's, it's really good. I really enjoy it. And I know I probably will not ever find another bottle unless I go back, um, to London. I was thinking that too, earlier today when I was writing my tasting notes, I'm like, I'm, and I'm about three quarters of the way down yeah, man. and I, I don't Blow know that down. I'll ever find another one. <laughs> a little, now, a little sad I, about it. I know. I, I will say this, and this is, this is story tale. I guess I'll just jump right into some of the things I have. I have two empty Weller 12 bottles. Hmm. Uh, because I own six. Uh, and so I was in somewhere, I'm not telling, um, in Illinois. And uh, I was visiting one of my wife's friends and we were hanging out for the weekend. I think I was coming back from a show in Chicago. But anyway, so, you know, her and her husband, I was like, hey, let's just go get some booze for tonight. And we went to um, this liquor store and the dude we walked in and he was actually putting Weller 12 on the shelf and he had a shelf full of Weller 12. And I've been looking for Weller 12 for a while. A couple months before that, I actually bought a bottle in LA and I paid 150 bucks for it. That's the cheapest I've ever seen it in like two years of looking for it. And that was at the time that was all of the Weller set. They didn't have full proof. They didn't have uh CYPB, they didn't have single barrel. So like, oh, cool. I'll have all three. Cause I have, you know, a couple bottles antique, which is great. Again, that proof and the tasting, uh, and then, uh, and special reserve, which is like Jack Daniels down in Texas. I mean, you just walk in and find boxes of that stuff, dude. And it's at retail and it's awesome. So, you know, I, that was, you know, Going back to the Illinois story, I, I bought six bottles and left six. Obviously, I didn't want to clear, clean them out because I, I want someone else to, you know, buy it and enjoy it. Looking back, I should have just cleaned house. <laughs> but, but I but I didn't. Um, and, you know, I bought six. My buddy, uh, Zach, bought one because he didn't know anything about it. Like, you know, he was like, why are you buying six bottles of this bourbon? I was like, it, it, it's retail. It's Weller 12. You need to buy a bottle. Like, just do it. <laughs> and he, and he drank his within a month of getting it. Cause it's, it's, it's really good. So, um, yeah. So with the plans gold, man, you gotta, you gotta pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And it's meant to be drank, but yeah, just save it a little bit, you know? <laughs> down, uh... Yeah. Right. <laughs> this, uh, this bourbon, I have picked up tobacco more than I have on any other bourbon before ever. And not like I used to dip snuff. So the listeners out there who also used to dip snuff, it's not like Copenhagen or Grizzly Wintergreen. Mm -hmm. It's like raw tobacco. You're picking up that flavor, like the stuff you buy at the cigar store to, you know, to put into your corn cob pipe. It's Mm -hmm. actual tobacco leaves. First time ever that I've been able to do that. Yeah. That's on the front. That's like, that's, that's kind of, one of the first things too that I, you know, that, that kind of hits you, but it's so smooth. Yeah. End of it. It's so good. I mean, everyone knows now it's no secret how, uh, like the level of disdain we have for Virginia ABC. And I just, I hate <laughs> the idea of allocation 
Um, but at the same time, it kind of saves us in Virginia from not having to pay 400% markups on the bottles. Uh, so the, one of the things I did want to ask you about is in, in Nashville, mm-hmm. you guys are privatized liquor stores, right? Yeah. 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 So people could bring an in inventory and basically do whatever they want with it. So yeah. yeah. We can no longer find, and I've sent you text messages and stuff about, you know, what's in the secondary groups. Yeah. And the fact that Old Forester 1920 has gone from a $50 bottle at retail to $150 on the secondary market. Well, what is happening? Why? I mean, what, what really is going on? Uh, podcasts like these and blogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's honestly, it for us, I mean, folks. <laughs> but no, but you know what I mean? Like when word gets out that there is a great pour at great price, uh, it gets swooped up, man. And, and that happens, man, that happened with McKenna 10, uh, mm. that happened with, um, Weller, all Weller stuff, you know, and, and, and I think it's regional too, man. Cause like I said, you can go down to Texas and you can find Weller special reserve everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and like, i I do that when they're fly dates, I go down there and get a bottle, um, you know, with my bandmates and we just pass it around because it's just like, it's just, you know, it's, it's a good drinking bourbon and it's just readily available for 24 99, you know? God. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, 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 sick. I, I've, seen, I've seen an influx of that and I've talked to a few, um, you know, liquor store owners about just the, the, the kind of demand and the hype and everything. Uh, and that's kind of what it is. And I remember, kind of buying a bottle of McKenna 10 early, early on, because again, I was looking for like, all right, what you have behind the counter? I buy a lot of my everyday drinkers here. I buy a lot of wine here. And you have to build that relationship because there are plenty of people who drive from out of state or they drive an hour just to show up and be like, you have any pappy, you know, and they're like, they've never seen them before. So you kind of have to build that relationship. And then when you feel comfortable enough of like, Hey, you know, if you know specifically what you're looking for, you can ask for, you can kind of let them know that, you know, what you're looking for and you know, you're going to drink it and you know, you're not, you're not going to sell it. Uh, and so, yeah, when I bought McKenna 10, dude, it was like 34 bucks. God. And I, and I think now, I mean, what is it going on secondary in Virginia? Hundreds. Yeah, man. McKenna 10? Yeah. Yeah, McKenna 10, yeah. The green and tan label. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my favorite bonded. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I want to say it was around 60 MSRP. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, and man. Yeah, I, I bought it. I guess kind of early on. And that was on recommendation of, of uh, a liquor store. And it was like, Hey, grab this, the 10 year it's below $50. It's a great pour. And I did. And I, I cleaned that bottle out and then I went to go get another one and they're like, Oh, we sold out. I'm like, Oh, that's no, that's not a big deal. It happens. And then like, it kept on selling out. I'm like, wait a second. Like, is this a thing now? I can't find this bourbon. And then the next time I found it, it was 60 bucks. And I'm like, eh, yeah. Okay. So I did, <laughs> but, like, but then I, again, I, I, I sipped that. I, I kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't go hard in the paint like I did because you know, there, there is that, I mean, there are, there are people who just flip it. Um, mm-hmm. and there are people who hoard it. Like, it's really cool that you have a bourbon room when there's like four deep of, uh, Weller foolproof, but like, bro, Again, like, I guess I just think differently. Like I know, and I'm saying this in the same breath, like I bought six bottles of Weller 12, but guess what? I could have bought all 12 and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And they might've done that too. And they might've gone around and got store picks or whatnot. And I'm not, you know, giving, you know, guff to all those people, but 
I think there should be kind of a uh, a limit when it comes to allocated stuff, and there is on some liquor stores around here, but it's it's on like uh, because they don't get anything you know crazy demanding, but like Crown Peach, yeah, is limit one per person now, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, don't. That's I think ultimately that for me is what killed my relationship with Virginia ABC is not only did they allocate crown royal a crown royal product they put a bottle limit on it like it's crown royal it's not and jack daniels is next man watch out (laughs) no they're they're single barrel selects that'll be the next thing yeah yeah man um yeah so you know going back to your question and all my answers are gonna be so long-winded i'm so it's fine we love it all listeners man they're gonna look <laughs> at this podcast up yeah i mean they're gonna look at this podcast episode and it's gonna be 90 minutes they're like yeah now they're a skip <laughs> for 90 minutes but uh yeah what was the what was the question we were talking about allocations and stuff like that and uh yeah yeah, yeah. Stuff that is going crazy on the secondaries, like Old Forester. David went to the liquor store the other day, and the guy was like, "Oh, so you've heard? They're going to start allocating Old Forester products." I mean, that's 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 yeah, no bueno. I actually went to um, I actually went to the Old Forester. I guess it's the gift shop. Maybe it's the distillery. It's downtown Louisville, and I'm sure it's not the main distillery. But it was pretty cool. I walked around, and of course, I'm looking for like birthday bourbon and stuff like that, and they don't sell Mm -hmm. it there. And the gift shop, they only sell you know, the old fine whiskey, the, um, the prohibition era and a little, little tidbit of information for the listeners. Uh, and your guys are probably going to get an email saying this guy's stupid and wrong, but, uh, the old Forester hundred proof, which is like a $26 bottle is mm-hmm. the orange uh, rim and like the orange, uh, kind of uh, branding when it comes to their bottle. Someone told me, um, that, the barrels those come from they're kind of like in competition or they're in line for birthday bourbon or something like that. And like, what doesn't get selected for the birthday bourbon, they just bottle it hmm. in underproof or they, they, they kind of, you know, water it down. So it is a hundred proof. I'm not too sure what the birthday bourbon uh, proof is set at cause I don't own a bottle, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, and that was something again, the same uh, store owner out here in Lebanon, Tennessee, um, she super cool and super informative was like, she was the one who got me on the can of 10. And then she got me on this one too, which is a great pour. I mean, for hundred proof, I don't know what the year it's probably, a, it's probably a blend of a lot of, you know, kind of misfit bourbons, but yeah, she said, she told me that like, sometimes they, whatever barrels get rejected for birthday bourbon, they kind of just put in this kind of batch and they bottle mm. it at hundred proof. Um, uh, but yeah, the allocated stuff, the only stores I really shop at and support are the ones that put it out for sale. Um, even if it's behind the the counter, you know what I mean? Like it's still on display. It's still up with a bold price tag. That's not outrageous. Um, and those are the type of people that like I support. And there's a, there's a couple liquor stores I go to just to kind of check to see, you know, when things drop and there is a price tag on the shelf you know, in the middle of the store for Weller, you know what I mean? So it's like, cool. You actually put Weller on the shelf. You don't, you don't have to spend 150 bucks and then you get to buy a bottle of Weller because there's a lot of stores like that too, around downtown. It's like, yeah, we have Weller, but you have to spend, you know, $300 in order to buy a bottle of Weller. 
And that's when like, yeah, keep it, bro. Like I don't know. Um, so th- those are the people, if, if I guess I can, you know, shout them out here. There's a, a place in Lebanon called market basket liquors. Um, they're awesome. And then I go to vintage wine and spirits here in hermitage. And those are kind of the only two I really frequent. I've started going to old Hickory wine and spirits on old Hickory Boulevard. They're really nice. Um, and they have a huge selection. I haven't seen any, uh, you know, kind of allocated stuff. Maybe, um, they just don't get it as often, or maybe they sell it out because I know they're, they're pretty popular, but they do have a lot of great bottles behind the counter again, in view, big price tags, fair pricing. And so it's just cool to kind of like support them because going back to buying that bottle of Weller 12 in LA, you know, I'm on the road and I've been on the road, you know, hunting bourbon for, I don't know, probably a couple of years now. And uh, I'll take the rental car or I'll take an Uber just to a couple of liquor stores because out of state, I'm, yeah, I found a lot of bottles on the road because, you know, maybe the culture is not really there. Um, and people, you know, certain towns I play, people only go there for, you know, just like bottom shelf stuff. It's not really a markets, you know what I mean? So you can probably find some good stuff in some of these liquor stores. Uh, and I found Weller 12 and I found Pappy and I found a lot of good stuff, but you know, they're asking $600 for Weller 12. Um, and I'm like, I left it. I, I left it right where it was, you know, and the guy, it was, it was in San Diego. I mean, I went to six or seven stores in San Diego and the guy was like, Oh, this will be gone by the, by, by this afternoon. I'm like, not by me, bud. You know? And, and like, and I knew the MSRP and I would double it. You know what I mean? I was like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that because I haven't seen it before. And I did that with Pappy too. You know, I found Pappy and they want two grand for it. And it's just, I'm not your, I'm not your guy. That's not me. Um, and so I found Weller 12, uh, in LA for 150 and I pulled the trigger. And then like three months later, not even three months later, I found that shelf full of Weller 12. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember what the retail was on the Weller 12? Uh, the one I bought, like not the the one in the the ones in Illinois, the shelf full. Uh, $48. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and and that's actually above, (laughs) that's that's above, uh, retail, I think, because retail at that time was probably, you know, 40 bucks. So, I mean, it's not, not, not a huge markup, but I mean, yeah, he rang it up and I, I, I grabbed two bottles because I didn't see a price tag. I'm like, I'm just going to see. So I grabbed two bottles and he was like, all right, that'll be, you know, 90, you know, four, five. I'm like, nope, no, no, it won't. <laughs> so I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole allocation, uh, secondary market. Um, I just don't, unless you're in a bind and you're like, uh, unless you just have a lot of disposable income and you really want that bottle, then yeah, I, I get it. I mean, if you can't find it, you've been looking for it a long time. You know, I, I've, I've kind of been there with that. Well, or 12, man, but I cannot see spending two grand on Pappy 15. No. Um, because how, I've had how do we change 15. that? Hmm? How do we change that? The don't buy. <laughs> don't buy. I mean, I just, just get the word out. I'm like, don't pay these prices, people. Like, it's, you know, like, let this person just hold on to it. Maybe they'll drink it. Maybe they won't. But I mean, that's, it's, 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 
I guess, supply and demand in a way because, you know, they, there's no supply and high demand, so they can kind of charge what they want unless there is a little boycott against it. You know, we're kind of going through that in Nashville with this pandemic and everyone's prices are going down and guarantees are going down and show pays going down. And it's one of those things of like, if you don't play for this amount of money, I'll find someone who will. And they will do that because there's going to be someone who doesn't value themselves high enough to be paid a livable wage. So if every musician in town's like, well, no, this is the bottom dollar. This is a standard. Then obviously they're gonna have to pay it. And then from there, you can kind of have your choice on, on who you want to uh, play for you, but not when it's like, well, if you don't play for this amount of money, then, you know, we'll find someone who will and they will. So <laughs> the same thing with the secondary market of like, just don't buy it. Just let mm-hmm. them keep it and let them ask three grand for, for a bottle of booze that they paid hopefully retail for because retail on Pappy, I think Pappy 23 retails like 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Like, and I've seen it go for like 3,800. <laughs> <laughs> now, now getting into like the country music stories and like the good guy, Chris young. Um, I think his first number one off of one of his records, he sent everyone who played on that song, a bottle of Pappy 23. <sighs> So in that case, I mean, you have that money and Get the F out of here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and my buddy miles played drums on it because he posted it online. And I was like, Hey, if you need someone to help take care of that bottle, I'll, you know, <laughs> help. and he had some suggestive words and some <laughs> commentary that I will not, uh, <laughs> that I, I won't repeat. But yeah, I mean, if you're, if, if you're a millionaire, man, I mean, you're, you're going to be able to do that. Just, just have your manager call around to every liquor store who has it, or just go online, Pappy 23. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of stores that sell it for a couple of grand Buy each one of them. They ship it to you and they, there you go. But for the average show, I'm not, I'm not going to do that just to have a bottle of Pappy 23. Um, but if you do have those people with disposable income and who are willing to pay those prices, Brad Paisley, then yeah, then you're going to have <laughs> the most, intensive expensive bourbon collection and he doesn't drink bourbon he doesn't drink but he entertains and i've seen a picture and i'll see if i can get it for y'all i'd love to send it to y'all of of his uh bar at his house and it's it's every bourbon you can think of like times two or something like that like i i've never been there i've never experienced it but he you know he likes to entertain and you can, if you have that money, man, like kind of name your price because it's like more of a, it's a status thing too. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I have Pappy 25. They only bottle that, you know, there's only like a handful of those bottles floating around. Um, and I'm sure he has one because it's like a status thing, but he doesn't drink it. But yeah, I mean, when you get into that world and that, that kind of a tax bracket, you know, <laughs> you can, you can buy the secondary market uh, bourbon and you can have it as kind of like a, um, a trophy because going back to what we were saying, it's it, a lot of it is kind of like, look what I have boasting and bragging. And that's all the Facebook groups are. And that's why I muted them, man. I'm like, at first I joined them as a like community and like to celebrate it. And then it's just, it's just more and more people like showing off and like, I, I, I mean, boasting, I guess you're proud of it. I guess you're, ex- I guess you're stoked, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like so I'm what, invite me over and drink it <laughs> so like what framed it for me recently um somebody had i think i sent you a, a message about it um somebody in the secondary group had the full run of eh taylor ah. except for except for sour mash um, except for warehouse c was it warehouse c or sour well, either way 
Uh, so all of those bottles minus whichever one that was, yeah. the guy was asking $28,000. I can't brand new car or do I want eight bottles of bourbon? <laughs> but that's not what got me the most. So um, there's like hundreds of comments, hundreds of comments on the Facebook group. And I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling because it's entertaining because people are like, ah, you're high, ha, ah. you know, <laughs> let me go sleep with an old woman and be a sugar baby or whatever. <laughs> so there was one dude halfway through the comments, three letters, B-I-N, which stands for buy it now. Oh. Next message, PM coming. <sighs> and then a little bit further down, this is closed. Like, I can't, whether the dude paid the 28 grand or not, I mean, like, the the original poster was like Even all full like it's it's so insane to me so for twenty eight thousand dollars he will basically insure that insure the package deliver it to you i guess as well i mean you i mean you have to do it you have to, you better you you better <laughs> put them on my shelf or crack one open and import for me if i'm paying 20 grand for that. yeah a butler better be at my door on a silver <laughs> platter handing it to me for 28 grand that's yeah and Dude, the kicker was it was like local pickup or the guy said something like, I'll drive within an eight hour radius to deliver it. And I was like, she, oh my God, I don't know. Yeah, so it, it, was, hour radius. It, it was, uh, it was the tornado surviving one. It, it, it was that uh, bottle because I commented, you sent me that mm-hmm. screenshot and I was like, you should just comment back. This isn't the full lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm shelling out. You know, let's just say 30 grand because it just sounds, you know, it's just, it's, it's insane at 20 grand, hell 10 grand. It doesn't matter. But like, yeah, it's not the full lineup, bub, you know? <laughs> no, I don't want it. So I've been in and out of these secondary markets, mainly trying to find stuff at retail. Mm-hmm. And if I can find it at retail plus shipping, I'll do it because I'm tired of giving Virginia ABC my money because I don't see anything on the back end. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the, at the, sort of the round point if there is one of the pandemic if virginia abc almost put a billion dollars worth of revenue into into the state it's a lot of money <laughs> well, they could, dude there was an essential business man like if you actually get down to it man like alcoholics need their alcohol to function and if they don't it's going to flood the hospitals like you know and your wife's a nurse doctor surgeon but like it, you know it's like she i mean she's on the front lines of all this stuff and when that first when it first hit with all the shutdowns, people were like, why in the world are liquor stores still open? I'm like, they need to be, if anything else, because it's going to be a lot of people's, uh, you know, it's going to keep a lot of people sane as weird as it sounds, you know, liquored up and loose and they stop worrying about the world going to hell. Honestly, we probably wouldn't have the podcast if they closed down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you and about three thousand other people, but I think it's cool, man. That, like <laughs> podcast. I mean, I do. I've I've done a few podcasts, and I I really do enjoy it. I don't know how many people listens to my episodes, but I've done a few. I did one last week, uh, and they're really fun, man. It's it's just kind of like the new hang, uh, the community aspect. If if a lot of people are still, you know, social distancing and cautious about that stuff, you can't really go to a bar and 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 just hang around as much as you used to so this is more like the conversation piece and then you record it and you put it online so it's cool man thanks for having me again yeah we're super super pumped to have you on hey guys this is dave and brian from the barrel brothers podcast i'm not sure if you guys knew this or not but 
Virginia was actually the birthplace of distilled spirits in America. And for those of you listening in the Richmond or Central Virginia area, we encourage you guys to get out and support our ever-growing base of craft distilleries. In particular, if you're looking for a great day out in the country, we encourage you to visit our friends over at Three Crosses Distilling Company. Yeah, and actually, David, our friends at Three Crosses Distilling Company are a family and veteran-owned craft distillery right in the village of Powhatan, Powhatan County. They're creators of multiple award-winning spirits, not to forget their highly decorated American whiskey. Their tasting room is a throwback to the classic neighborhood gathering place. Give Three Crosses a try. They'll quickly become one of your favorite hangouts. Also, don't forget to let them know that the Barrel Brothers sent you. Daniel, I had a question for you. Um, yes, sir. I think Brian told me that you were the one that gave him the little insight on John Party. Uh, oh, God, what insight was that? <laughs> With that he's, he's, he's an Eagle Rare fan. Yeah, oh, he's oh yeah oh yeah yeah him and him and his band man the uh the all-nighters um oh my liver hurts just saying that <laughs> <laughs> greatest dudes great great camp great operation uh really good people um yeah party and his crew are professionals um to the utmost level um but they also like to drink <laughs> and uh at one point backstage a lot of these artists and their operations have their own portable bars that are in road cases and you just roll it backstage to your vibe room to your green room to catering or to just outside your bus and it opens up uh and then you have everything you could ever want <laughs> it's just like the light shines up ah, you know as you <laughs> open up your portable bar at 11 a.m right before Ooh. lunch catering that but i've done that anyways um yeah so party for one at one point he had a drawer that had foam cutouts of the eagle rare bottle shape (laughs) and so uh his writer i'm sure had eagle rare on it uh or they just were able to get a box of it um and just kind of stock up but yeah that was that was their drink of choice for a couple years uh it, it still might be i know that their um their old steel player uh, their fiddle player, their bass player, and their, I mean, I, they all drink bourbon, but I've been, uh, I've been over to um, uh, their fiddle player's house for like a bourbon hang before COVID. And he had a lot of good bottles and everyone brought like a, a like, a, like kind of like a higher shelf bottle because a lot of people were, you know, like appreciated bourbon. Uh, but yeah, the John party thing w- was cool to see. I, I, I haven't seen that before. I, I've seen, I've seen impressive bourbon bottles on buses and in green rooms, but to have a drawer with kind of like the cutout shape <laughs> of the Eagle Roll bottle was, um, was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, man. John, John party. If you're listening to this, still waiting on that reply to the DM, man, come on the <laughs> podcast and talk. <laughs> you find that DM, just get him liquored up. He'll, he'll join. He's a cool dude, man. He, he, he's really down to earth with, uh, and after all his success, man, he, he's still really down to earth. I have nothing but good things to say about him um he uh before he kind of hit it big uh we toured with him his first album was already out and i think he was working on his second album which kind of had most of the hits that's kind of like cinnamon in the stratosphere but uh since then i've done some guitar pulls with him i've seen him out uh i keep in contact with his band and he still remembers me and it's just really cool that you know and i don't expect anybody to do that but yet you know when we do a guitar pull or we're backstage you know 
how the hell are you? You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't do a good John party, but if you hear him talk, man, it's, 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 it's a good time. And, and he's, he's a good dude. So yeah, good, uh, good bourbon drinking buddies over there in the party camp and the all nighters. I've seen uh, some videos of him drinking stag junior. It's like a, a daily, a daily pour. It pulls off the shelf and sit yeah. on his chair and drink it. And it just infuriates me. <laughs> it also, it also kind of makes me happy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love mean, John party again, again, you know, you can kind of get that stuff if you can't find it you can definitely pay you know secondary for it um so when you're at that level you can kind of get whatever you want uh i got i got stag jr from um my wife does hair and uh, one of her clients owns a liquor store Ah, okay so they got stag jr in. they got uh will it four year in uh and they held a bottle of uh 10 year um rip van winkle for me i went to go buy it and one of the other associates sold it, not knowing that it was held for me. So almost had a bottle of uh, the Pappy family in the collection, but we'll uh, get them next time. <laughs> we'll get them next time. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had uh, you know I've had a couple of pours of Pappy from other people, and uh, uh, I've actually found it at bars for really really reasonable prices. And again, this is touring, and then in the middle of nowhere, you walk into a bar and you see just a glorious selection of bourbon and mm-hmm. like reasonably priced. I was on the road. I'll I'll tell two stories real quick uh, about just just that. I was on the road with Aaron Gillespie, who is the drummer of uh, Under Oath, uh, lead singer of the Almost, and you know just an all around great musician, great dude. Uh, and so I was on like a catalog tour with him. We just played everything from his uh, catalog of songs and his kind of lifetime as an artist. And we were in Springfield, Missouri, and we had a day off. So we played a show the next day. We just stayed put. We didn't travel anywhere. And we found this uh, bar called J-O-B Public House. Uh, they had good reviews for drinks and food. So we just, we went there, man, and it was it was a bourbon bar. And we didn't know that. And we we're both big bourbon guys. And this was before kind of like my bourbon hunting, collecting, but it was still like an appreciation. And I knew at least what Pappy was. So we just pull up, man, and, and we order food and we, we sit at the bar and we start talking to the bartender and he pulls down all these bottles um, of Pappy and just just mainly that because that was kind of like my focal point. And the pour was maybe like 28 bucks for like mm. an ounce and a half. And I think that was like Pappy 15. So, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's, there's pours of Pappy here in Nashville that go for 200 bucks, you know? So it's like, so Aaron and I both got one um, and he like pulled up all these other bottles and then he, like, he, he opened up a little uh, cabinet underneath the bar, which is the owner's collection, which, you know, a lot of liquor stores have and a lot of bars have, and he had really, really old label uh, Pappy. So he brought out all these different happy bottles with old labels and they weren't open and like they probably will never will be open but job public house in springfield missouri i went back there twice after that on the road just passing through springfield i know where to go you know like that's my spot i get food i get a couple bourbon pours and then i attempt to play a show uh <laughs> and then my favorite bar hands down in america is in austin texas it's called seven grand it's on the corner of 7th Street and Grand Avenue, uh, downtown Austin. It's a uh, bourbon bar, but, you know, liquor bar or whatnot. Um, and that's the first place I had uh, four grain, E.H. Tiller four grain, which blew my mind. And uh, I hate how I like it so much because I'll never own a bottle. <laughs> but uh, that, like the pours were like 12 bucks. 
it was like a twelve dollar twelve dollar pour, and then I had like uh I had uh seventeen ninety two sweet wheat. Um, I had a couple other. Oh, so that's been recent then. Yeah, this was iHeart Festival, probably two thousand nineteen. Yeah, two thousand eighteen or nineteen. Not that old. Yeah, no, and it's a it's a great pour too. If I can find it at retail, I would love to snag it. All I have from them is the bottle and bond, which is another great pour. Um, but I, I, I tried a couple different each tailors and then I just stuck to four green and I just ordered that all night. And then again, played the iHeart festival, went back and just, yeah, they had like a taco truck. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm home. I'm home. No, but th- those two, those two, you know, if, if you're listening and you're in those cities ever, or you're around them, definitely worth a trip to those two bars. Um, because, they have a great selection at a great price and i think they deserve to be recognized and you know that's again that's not common to find that good of a bourbon selection at that you know good of prices um affordable to try something and you know i i I went to a bar in alaska and i got uh uh, william weller larue uh, a pour and it was i think like 45 bucks for an ounce <laughs> i think but again like i've never seen it anywhere cheaper or even who had that bottle um but at least i can say i have it um and it was it was all right but yeah you go to those little spots and you kind of go exploring and, and hopefully you can find a, a honey hole which i have in a couple cities and then hopefully you can find a liquor store that has stuff on the shelves for retail well before we end this podcast i would be remiss if i didn't ask you what is your like if, if you could drink only one bourbon for the rest of your life, hmm. man, I'm going to, that's a tall order. I'm going to get a lot of crap for this dude, but <laughs> honestly, Weller 12. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It, it, it's right where I want to be year wise and proof wise, taste wise, like, you know, it, it's weeded and everything. And it, it's just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like, I don't want to like, you know, feed into the hype at all but i i believe it's 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 one of the best pours i have if not the best because again it's like a desert island bourbon man it's it's so good and that's why i'm i'm fortunate enough to have as many bottles as i do and i, I drink it you know like and i share it because there's a lot of people who've never had it and they see it and they're like oh my god that's awesome I'm like well i you know i take it off the shelf i'm like okay well you're about to have it you know what i mean and they appreciate that and again that's what's bourbon uh, what bourbon is for but uh, I, I would say that a little more realistic, uh, I would probably say, honestly, bullet orange label or bullet 10, you know, and those are pretty, you can pretty much find those everywhere. Bullet 10 is a little, little harder to find, but I can still uh, usually find that um, in, in some of the liquor stores I go into. But bullet is like just a everyday drinker that pretty much you can find anywhere. And that's what's on our rider on the road is is two bottles of that because um it's a good sipper by itself it, it's good with you know it's a good mixer and i joke around uh with some of my buddies i'll i'll lay a, like a can of coke next to my weller 12 and i'm <laughs> and i send i send a picture to some of my bourbon buddies and i'm like having a little having a little snack tonight and i like have <laughs> having a little cocktail to wind down <laughs> it's just a weller 12 and coke <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> no but yeah uh yeah so weller 12 man it, it, it's good but honestly yeah mckenna uh, 10 or bullet 10 mckenna 10 is so good i think well i started out drinking 
Stranahan's Colorado whiskey. Mm. Very good. Very good. A little pricey for what it's, you know, for what you're getting. Yeah. Then bullet was the one that I transitioned to into like yeah. a, a daily drinker. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what got me started. And then COVID hit and then I started all the bourbon hunting, but yeah, sure. <laughs> you guys should definitely do a, a, a podcast episode on the uh, Richard Petty 43 whiskey. Cause it's, it's great pour. <laughs> Dude, there's one for those, for that, store. For those that that had, I can't, I'm shaking my head. It's not, <laughs> I'm just more, I'm a Richard Petty fan. So I bought it for the, for the, obviously the, the souvenir aspect to it, but it's like a three year bourbon. <laughs> it, it looks like someone already drank it kind of deal. It's so, <laughs> it's so light colored that it, it's just not. Yeah. yeah. It's just sitting over here on my shelf. That's what made me think of it. Is that like a redneck Riviera? Hey man, don't knock John Rich's <laughs> drink. I don't even want to call it whiskey. Just his bev water liquid. <laughs> Gut rot. Dave, David gives me so much hell. I love old granddad bottle the bond. Yeah, bro. Why, why why don't you like that? 21 bucks four year. I mean, it's awesome. You're on that OBB too. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else is there right, so so my last before before i got into my next kind of like mental health hobby aside from music it, my new thing is trucks now like i i, I i've bought Seen some of your instagram posts about it yeah yeah man it, it's 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 fun i got to rebuild an engine with my buddy tucker um who plays drums for justin moore and has uh passed around a bottle of pappy 23 with tracy lawrence mm-hmm. i'll just throw that in there because that's a thing <laughs> you sit on someone's bus and you just pop open a bottle of pappy 23 and just take swigs and pass it around anyways so yeah he got me into like the ford trucks thing uh so that's kind of like my 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 new kind of uh hobby aside from uh music and the kind of my my release if you will but i was on like a uh, bottom shelf bourbon hunt for like the best pours under 20 bucks Mm -hmm. so i have like five or six bottles like old heaven hill six year uh some evan williams bottle and bond stuff uh so yeah but like everything it was like kind of like a goal of mine like all right i gotta find the best pours under uh 20 bucks and like a lot of people lied to me because i opened on them like they're just garbage (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah this this ain't gonna work (laughs) this is what i lay out for guests that i don't like no this is great man this this definitely should have been a person you should buy you can have (laughs) Uh, Jim Beam Double Oak. It's a f- it's fairly new. Uh huh. You should try it. Oh yeah, I I I the I only double oak that I have is um Woodford. Yes, thank you. That's <laughs> what I have, and I got that as a gift for uh doing someone to somebody that sounded wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly edit, doing something edit, to someone. Edit edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so wait, Evan Williams? No, it's uh, Jim Bean. Oh, that too. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Evan Williams single... That's got to be your bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> a popsicle. <laughs> to a woman in white gloves. I don't think I have... I mean, God, I have so many. I have a lot of other stories, but... No, I, I think I think we cover a lot of bases, and again, I'm very grateful that you guys had me on and you know, I'd love to come back and maybe I can get John party. 
<laughs> I my plan is to uh, maybe once every two weeks just DM him again saying yeah, hey man, yeah waiting on you to commit to coming on the podcast you should definitely he definitely sees those <laughs> I'll find Somebody, some, I don't have I, I you know I think I was in a group chat with him once on the road I didn't save his number I should have but I know enough people to get to him I mean hell if anything um you know uh maybe get some of the all-nighters on here man because they're they're a wild bunch and they're they're a good they're a good time uh and they can probably speak more into the uh party stories if they're allowed to um, they probably signed a nda or something yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah i had to sign one of those uh shucks where was i i uh, we're getting way off track but yeah i had to sign one of those before and it was really weird like oh, who am i gonna tell and who cares like that's a, a thing too. It's like who cares if you don't want people to know what you do on the road, then just don't do it. I guess maybe. True. Well, when I when I sent John Party the DM, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot my shot. Do it, man. And I just did it. And then I'm like, he's not seeing this. No, he's not. It's his like social media person or whatever. So then I'm just like directed to dear social media person of John. <laughs> you you are in the message request uh what is it nine uh 99 plus or like a hundred plus category i saw danielle's message request one time and it's just on obviously she's a very beautiful woman and you know she's a celebrity so like she gets a lot of dms uh but yeah her message request was just ridiculous full of just so is it so, the uh the squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember some of those stories that uh, someone may or may not have shared that uh, the, the amount of um, pro athletes that are just littered in Danielle's DMs. Really? <laughs> uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. God, it's going to come back to me. Thanks, AC. <laughs> well, well, we'll before, before we get Danielle into much trouble, um, thanks for coming on, man. We do appreciate yeah, you. Absolutely, man. I'll, we, can't, uh, we can't wait to have you back. I'll get I'll get some more dirt and I'll bring a guest next time and we'll we'll speak right. a little more into uh to the bourbon drinking world. This this was fun, man. I really really enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna go chug the rest of this bottle of gold. Yeah, let, let me watch. <laughs> <laughs> As always, friends, uh, please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and boat. But if you play country music, then straight from the horse's mouth i think you probably should drink right oh man we sound way better when <laughs> when y'all drink man there's been some board mixes that i've taken some risks on where i don't remember and i'm like oh oh no 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 and then it's funny because you can you can google this there's a board mix of hank jr from like the early 90s just wasted bro. <laughs> god it's hilarious everyone youtube it now i mean put a link in the description of this episode i don't care we can make this all about the, <laughs> the episode is this one little one little bit oh yeah dude so i yeah so what you see in people's cups on stage is not fake it's not staged we are drinking just as much as you are because we were having a good time just as much as you are so if um you drink the more you drink the better we sound like i said so <laughs> and i think on that note call a friend call a cab call an uber make good choices and smart decisions and as always drink what you love and love what you drink
Hey guys, this is Dave from the Barrel Brothers Podcast. Are you interested in commentary for the average golfer? If so, head on over to the First Tee Jitters Podcast. That's the First Tee Jitters Podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.